All right. Welcome back to Lifeline. This is your very special host, Devon. I have a very special guest in the building, Portia Bennett Bay, Guardian of the Year, Time Magazine. How are you tonight, Portia? I'm fine. Really, really good. That's always good. I'm so thankful to have you. I'm like stuttering. I'm nervous right now. It's insane being able to work with like a local celebrity, you know, and this segment is called Local Spotlight presented by Line for Line. So thank you for having us and giving us your time. Okay. Don't feel nervous. I look at Kenosha just like <laughs> you see the same street, same potholes, same dirty streets as me. Yes, I love that it's not changing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we really want to start by just tell us a little bit about you. Like, you, obviously, you come from Kenosha. Just tell us a little bit of your story. Born here, raised here, most of my life between here and Atlanta, Georgia. Um, ATL. I'm a mother. First and foremost, I'm a Moorish American Muslim. Okay. Black queen in the building. I respect that. I respect that. But we don't really use the term queen. No? Because see, say about the 15th and 16th century, before they utilized it to recognize it as a, as a noble name, mm -hmm. it was actually a term used for prostitutes. No way. So we don't use the utilize the word queen. We usually go with either sister, empress, goddess, or the main thing, Moabitis. I'm glad you're putting me on game. Glad you're putting me on game. So now can you just tell us a little bit about the Time magazine? How did that come into fruition for you? Um, they contacted me and said that they were trying to do an article on activists and they were given my information that Someone here told them to, con to contact me about it. I found out who it was. And that was going to be my question, them, too. <laughs> um, my information that told them about me because uh, I happened to see that individual and they were like, hey, so uh, did you ever hear from time? And I'm like, so you set me up. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, well, you deserve it. Mm -hmm. this and that. And I'm just like, I didn't want to be in a magazine, you know? I just want to do my job. Yeah. But it was nice. I, like I said, I thought it was going to be a normal article. I didn't think it was going to be this. Let me just say, Time Magazine, they can hold some secrets, baby. Yeah. They, they can hold hot water because they <laughs> never, they, wouldn't, they didn't even hint to it being that. You know, I honestly thought it was more about Biden mm -hmm. because they were talking about my speech with him and all of that stuff, you know. And so that's what I really thought it was about. Yes, ma'am. But I never thought it was about me, mm -hmm. I'm being honest. Like, I never thought that. So what was the meeting like with you and Time Magazine? Uh, the gentleman came. I had an event I had put together um, with legislative and people around the community and stuff to come together and have a conversation where legislative could pretty much just tell what their roles are. And then the people could address that person mm -hmm. about their need or their concern. You know what I mean? To stop the riffraff of people misconstruing job roles. Mm -hmm. So that's what it was about. And it was last minute with them. So I'm like, hey, before I start my event, you guys can, you know, we could do the interview, the video part before I, you know, start the event. Because I still got time before I have to finish, like, doing the tablecloths and getting the food together and setting up. So he came, he uh, he did the interview. He was like, well, 
would you mind if I caught a little bit of, you know, the beginning of your event before like the major, major discussion? I'm like, y'all don't mind. It's, it's nothing major, but um, that ended up, they didn't even show that part, which I mean, like I said, they weren't really there for the event. It was just, that was the only way I could crunch in the interview for them because yeah. they were on a time limit. Mm-hmm. Then I got a call some days later. Hey, the, the video interview went really well. Um, we need a photo of you. So is it okay if we send a photographer? Uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. And I couldn't find the space. I couldn't find the space. Then I hit Mr. Alvin Owens at the Regiment Barber Collective. And uh, I'm like, what's going on for this place? I got to do a photo shoot for Time Magazine. They're doing an article on, on activists. He's like, yeah, go ahead. You can utilize it. And it was cool. Like, that was my first one I ever did. Again, not knowing I'm taking my photo for, you know, that title. Yeah. I'm thinking it's just for a picture. They want to just put it in there next to words and yeah. call it a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, the role and term activist, what that means for you going forward and your current situation now, where you're at now with it as well. An activist to me is... A person who was active mm-hmm. in many different ways, though. You know, everybody see activists as people who just always protest. They're activists in meetings. They're activists in courthouses. They're activists, hospitals, jails. You know what I mean? They're activists everywhere, whatever concern they have. And they want that change. They're being active in trying to make that change. Yes, ma'am. So for me, an activist is, is, is a wide range, but they always just want to utilize it for a protester. Yes, I do protest. Do I protest at every protest? No, I don't. Because there are times where I'm at a meeting. Mm-hmm. There are times where I'm on a panel discussing laws. And like I just had to do one about Governor Evers' uh, budget. Mm -hmm. for 2021 2023 you know what i mean i'm doing those different things i'm not do i want to be out there of course Mm -hmm. i love it i love it cordial protests i'm sure you mean right i'm pretty sure you're not out there alarming creating ruckus yeah i'm gonna say non-violent yep that's why i said cordial because i was gonna say so what's usually the goal when it comes to the protest for those at home the goal is to have everyone make it home safely. Yeah, that definitely. Contact. And I say that to say this, like when I think of protesting, I think of it, I well, I know of it as our marketing structure. Our goal is to say what's happening to us, what we're fighting for, and what we need to change. But it often gets mis- misconstrued with, all right, what's next? What's after that? You know, Because you'll see people, they're out there protesting, which is great. I love people out there protesting. But sometimes after the protest, there's usually nothing after that, You know, as opposed to just popping out your head out when racism or injustice rears its ugly head. There's no one ready to put the groundwork in after that. Like I want to see these people going to schools, You know, creating changes in elementary schools, middle schools, really fighting for a change, not just out here yelling, Black Lives Matter when when it's convenient, you know? fight for the change. And that's that's why a lot of people are looking at you too. Like, okay, she's in Time Magazine now. She has a perfect spotlight to really create that change that we desperately need as a people. You want to join United as well? Because I've been saying that forever. That is why I do more than just the protesting. You know what I mean? I'm speaking about 
well, we need change in these schools, new books, better this, better that, better pro, better playgrounds, mental health. We, we, I speak on that so much. Yeah, and that's helping get jobs. Like I, I, I love that. I love I that. I say I couldn't tell you. A lot of people be like, do you remember that meeting we were, baby? I'm involved in so much, but I guess it's because I don't post about every single meeting that I have. Like it. That can be that can be really draining to do that. You know, it's yes. like you're so just fighting like for so I'm much. Showing them, then they feel oh, she hasn't been with us at these protests, so she really ain't being an activist. She really, I don't have to tell y'all every single time I have a meeting with the mayor. Exactly. I don't have to tell y'all every single time I'm sitting down with board supervisors discussing a, a a bill or a budget that just came through. I don't have to discuss that when y'all see it happen, and then they say, well. Portia Bennett Bay and this individual and this individual and this individual, we all came together. Then, okay. Yeah. You will see. I've been... One thing I'm taught, the loudest one in the room is the weakest one. Yes. 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 So why would I be loud? Exactly. And that's why I started this podcast. I really just want to give people that platform to really create a change. And I'm part of it, whether I'm behind the scenes on a podcast, meeting with people like you to give people out there the sentiment of what we need to do as a people and come together, you know? But my only distraction, well, I wouldn't say it's a distraction for me, but my thought is us coming together as a collective, as a people, is 2020 is extremely hard because a lot of people are egotistical and individualistic about their pursuit, you know? It's, let's just say, I'm not going to say this is about me in particular, but let's just say I have a BMW out there in the driveway. I got to pay that note. I have a daughter I'm putting through college. I got to get that get that through. I have a million dollar home. I got to pay for it. Do you think my main objective is really coming together as a people when I have to worry about my individualistic goal, you know? So it's like, I have to get that BMW paid off. I have to get my daughter through college. I have to get that home paid for. So it's like, ah, I'm cool on that. I'll, I'll chant black lives matter from over here, but I'm not really going to take part in that too. So that's why I see it can be kind of straining to get people to come together as a collective. Cause if you think about it, when Martin Luther King and the people like that, they were out there, Black folks literally had nothing and they understood that they were oppressed and they understood that we we have to come together now. But, you know, you might see someone over here, they're touching a little money. They're doing this over here. Or you see someone over here, they're on TV over here. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, well, why do I need to fight that fight? If that's not my fight, how can we change that views for the people at home? It's the person. It's the person. It's that person. It's their choice. If they want to open their eyes and see the bigger picture or if they want to continue to be, be asleep. Mm -hmm. There are a, a lot of us, like, the way you speak, it's like you feel like you're around zombies, mm -hmm. walking dead. And that's how you feel. When a person doesn't know who they are, what they are, what, what is theirs, or what they have rights to, or rights to do, or how powerful they are, they'll remain sleep yeah i i feel that all the time with me being a 28 year old man and uh, people of my age maybe a little bit younger i'll speak sentiments like this i'm like this is what we need to do there man let's go look at these new jordans let's go play call of duty or hey you see that new playstation 5 they, they just want to wave you off wait 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 ain't nothing wrong with call of duty no <laughs> no definitely not definitely not <laughs> within reason you know but it's like i really want to see the change and really help spark that change see it's a it's a system Mm -hmm. uh, a program and a lot of people don't understand how to beat that system a lot of people don't understand how to reverse that programming 
There's a book. I can't think of the author's name by heart. I'm, I love books. I'm a big reader because I was always taught you want to keep the N-word done, you put it in a book. Mm-hmm. My father raised me. There's a book called The, Break- the Breaking of the Willie Lynch Code or whatever. And in the front of it, he tells you, you're going to read it from front to back to understand how they broke us apart and how they've used the system against us. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to read it from back to front to learn how to reverse it. Oh, I like the that. dopest book ever. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But that ain't just the only one. There are other books. Yeah. I mean, my favorite is my whole Quran, but. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, what is it that we can do to really like transform this and get more followers, get like a bigger group to do it? First off, it's with our people. They got to start gaining knowledge itself. Mm -hmm. So, they do that. They're not going to understand like what it really means to become one, what it really means to love and not hate. You know what I mean? It it starts with self. The more you educate yourself, the more you could go ahead and educate the next, and then everyone comes and educate the masses. Mm-hmm. That's just how it has to go. For me, it took a long time to realize that. Yeah. Uh, when I first started out, I was, like you saw in the photos and articles, I was standing up there by myself. I didn't have a group. I didn't have a crowd. I didn't have no organization. Then, okay, I became a part of Black. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Got voted out. I was alone. Part of me wanted to quit, but I couldn't. I didn't already live through the death threats. I didn't already had to leave my home. I didn't already had to change the way I am, you know, spending time with my children. Got to sneak and got to do, you know what I mean? I didn't already dealt with it. Why would I quit? But then me gaining more knowledge of myself as a Moorish American Muslim and, and getting deeper in tune into my religion, it taught me a lot. And it taught me not to feel nothing. It taught me not to give up and love all. And that's really what got me through all of this because it has been H E double hockey sticks. Mm-hmm. People, you need to be quiet. The women got to sit back and you this and that. And you ain't really for the people if you don't want to dress and talk how, how people want you to. First of all, how are you supposed to dress? I don't know. That's what I want to know too. Uh, that's because it could be times where I can get really girly, mm-hmm. and it could be times I can step out in some Air Force Ones and sweatpants and a T-shirt on and still do my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? My clothing does not make me who I am. Is what makes me. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand that. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you're good at, and then figure out how you can apply that to this movement. Not everybody got to be out there yelling, Black Lives Matter. Black isn't even a race anyway. It's a color. And Very true. According to science, it means death. So <laughs> I ain't finna yell it. Yeah. yeah my yeah. people matter. My brothers and sisters matter. Figure out what it is you're good at and apply it to that movement. You don't have to necessarily be out there on the front line to do your part. That's what a lot of people don't get. Oh, because I don't see you all the time. You ain't doing your... You don't understand what you're doing right now, even just without interviewing me. You speaking and saying what you feel, that's helping the movement. Because you're showing someone at your age, you're able to go ahead and do this podcast and still put a message out there. Mm-hmm. You don't even know that. Now you do. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So you've been a part of the movement. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's ways to do things. 
You don't have to do things the way others want you to do. Thank you. You don't have to move the way others want you to move. You are who you are for a reason. Allah makes no bad choices in what he chooses for your path to be. And that's what I had to realize. Because when I first started, I didn't know nothing. I, I just kept saying, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I here? I quit. I quit. I quit. I can't do this no more. I'm crying. No. I just kept asking myself, what am I doing? Why am I here? But look at you now, though, doing your thing. Time Magazine, Guardian of the Year. That has to say something. I know that makes you feel good. And deep down, that definitely has to make you feel good. Am I correct or am I? In two ways. A personal way. Finally. Mm -hmm. I'm not being put down. Second way. Our city. The city is in shambles right now as well. It's not just about me. You see what I'm saying? That's what a lot of people think I think. Mm -hmm. I don't take credit for that by myself. They all were out there. A lot of the people who would come up to me like, oh my gosh, you're so great. You're so awesome. I really appreciate what you out here doing. They are part of that too. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So all the activists are guardians of the year. It just happened to be my face that got put on there. That's man. But that's a face of many though. You represent the people. So when they put you up there, they put the people up there, starting with Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin, let me say that one more time. When I filmed my trailer, I said that. It sucks that tragic situations really had to go down for Kenosha to get more spotlight. But Kenosha is a very beautiful city. Kenosha has a lot to offer. And that's why I started Line for Line with me being born and raised here in Kenosha. I really just want to be able to broadcast that and show people. It all starts with us as a people. It all starts with the city. If you think about it, no one really wants to claim Kenosha. You get people who live here. They say, oh, I'm from Chicago or I'm from here. I'm like, wait, but didn't we go to elementary together? Weren't we in first and second grade together? All Didn't we play on the playground? But now when did you become from Chicago? You know. So, but it, like I said, it starts with Kenosha. Kenosha is a beautiful city. And I really just want to broadcast what's out there. Man, and I, listen, I was born at Kenosha Memorial Hospital before <laughs> it became further south on the holy day at 7 p.m. You understand me? Uh-huh. I was born literally October 7th on a Friday at 7 p.m. Okay, okay. Kenosha. At Kenosha Hospital. Keno- not, you sure not Chicago? No, nah, baby. Are you Kenosha sure? Kenosha Hospital. But Chicago has like a lot of popular... Kenosha rap- County... <laughs> Uh, what, what's from Kenosha? There's no one from Kenosha. Kenosha. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh, boy, yeah. Now, was I raised in Chicago? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Went to Harper High School, uh-huh. 63rd in Winchester. Mm-hmm. Went, yeah, my mama, we moved. Yeah. But it was mainly here in Atlanta. Do I have family in Chicago? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Did I grow up there? Of course I did. But I'm never, I, I live in truth. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you deal with those people who may want you to be quiet and may not want you to do the things you do? Like, how is it that you keep going and how is it that you drown like that out? A lot. Yeah. Definitely going to have to partner up with you more to learn more about this, too, because just the way you move, it's just I I love it. You know, I, I love I love seeing a sister move like this, you know, especially with me being a brother, too. It's like I struggle with that, too. I struggle with really finding out who I am, you know, I'll, I'll say this because I'm authentic on my podcast. I'm actually adopted. You know, I've never met my biological parents too. And even though I'm 28, I still struggle on a daily basis to really 
find out who I am. You know, I didn't have the best male role models around me growing up as well, too. So I do struggle with that as well, too. So it's always great when you can meet people who look just like you and who are older than you. You can learn from people who are younger than you as well, too. But it more so it works better if they're older because they experience more. But 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 not always. Like I said, like I said, they can be younger. I didn't say I didn't eliminate that. I'm just saying they can be younger. But it's always great when you can find people who look like you and you can learn from them, too, because you use everything as a learning curve. Your parents don't make you who you are, love. Okay. You want to know who you are? Like I said, start by obtaining knowledge yourself. Yeah. My eyes, you're more white. You're more. That's how I view all. And you have a good heart. You uh-huh. show love. I think, thank you. So you're more in my eyes. Yes. Nothing changes. I greatly appreciate that. So can you tell us a little bit about what's next for you now? We have some sounds in the background, which is okay. It's a podcast. It's not radio. It's, uh, it's not live. It's it's a okay. You said what was the question? Can you tell us a little bit about what's next for you? What's next for your movement? What's next for your fight? Oh well, right now, uh, I gotta finish the flyer because I know they're talking about doing another shutdown, which I've been speaking on it a lot. But uh, I want the city to come together and bring in as much as they can and we create care packages mm-hmm. so when we have a shutdown people who can't get to the stores or people who are low on funds if they can't get tissue or milk for their babies diapers you know dish soap body care products things like that we can you know find out that house you know what they need in that household put that package together and deliver it to that family mm-hmm. at this point it's kenosha got to take care of kenosha it's just that simple. And we can't say we're community leaders or activists if we're not going to be in this for the city. Like I said, I don't have to be at every protest. Mm-hmm. But I know someone right now who could have also been guardian of the year. And that's Miss Arnetta Griffin, mm-hmm. who does God's Kitchen. She makes meals every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the people. Cold, rain. Snow doesn't matter. And every Saturday, we go help her give out those free boxes of food in front of Kmart. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, it's just not me. It's just not me. That's why when they ask me how I felt, it's just for Kenosha. It's not just about me. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's also about my nation, my nationality, and who I am as well. We are good people. Mm, I, I can feel and that right now. Here. Yep, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up right now. I can definitely feel that and see that. It all starts with that one person, though. We all need that one that one light. You, you're going to spark that fire in so many more people. So I, in, in a way, I feel like they did choose like the best person for the best time for the Time Magazine at that time because they knew they knew they saw the hunger in you. They like you said, they talked to you, so they they got an an example of what you have to offer. You know, so they were like, hmm, let's put her on here because we know the amount she can do. We know who she can touch with her platform and we know the work that she's doing. She's going to be something special and she's going to create that change in a lot of people. And like you said, you're fighting for your people too. That's what they want is it's our time to really stand up for each other and really start that change. And like you said, it all starts in Kenosha. So I, whatever I can do to help you, I'm there. Like I tell everyone, whatever I can do to help, I'm here. So if it's bringing you on my podcast, if it's me going out there to help you deliver food, whatever it is, I'm there. I'm willing to help by any means because I want to see my people prosper and I want to start that change with starting in the schools, you know, 
mental health, I speak about that all the time on my podcast. I have a segment called The Struggle is Real, where we really get to dive deep into um, mental health. And it all starts with those, with those little African-American kids, because you really don't have that. If you think about it, a lot of African-American parents, they're really scared to admit that they their kids may have problems. You know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed by that. So, oh, no, my kid's good. My kid's good. But they just hold on to that. Their kid is good. And it all it always never ends good because a kid just does not grow up the right way because they don't get the help that they need. And that's what I'm here to fight for. Well, I can tell you there are some good brothers, my brothers that are a part of the temple here in what we call Malawi, mm-hmm. well, Kenosha. Um, my Moorish brothers have good programs and they're just starting out, but hearing the blueprint, hearing their passion is just how you speak about the children. Mm-hmm. Um, my grand sheep, he has fitness for humanity, you know, and that's about getting anybody. doesn't matter your age, whatever, get you up, get you going, mm-hmm. come and exercise, walk around the track a few times, do a couple jumping jacks. It doesn't matter. Keep, keep, keep you active. Mm-hmm. Another brother wants to start a foundation where it is for kids children ages 7 to 18 and there will be men leading the young the young Moabs and there will be women such as myself and other women leading the little Moabitesses and teaching them giving and, and it's not just about teaching them all in a group mm-hmm. it will be having one on one with them so they can come and vent you know so it's like having a mother or a father that you never had because we all know how that can feel when you have, I mean, I had my parents, but it wasn't what I expected it to be with my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm honest. Um, me and my mother, I love her dearly, but she's now accepting me for who I am. But that's any parent. That's anything you go through. Your parents have their dreams and what they their vision is of what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be that struggle. It's going to be that back and forth, back and forth. Yep. Now my mother loves me. My well, she's always loved me, but now my mother loves me, who I am, what I stand for today. And she respects that. And that is what I love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is what I really love about that. So it don't matter, you know, if, if, like you said, you didn't know yours. But look what you became today, though. Yes, you see what I'm saying? You may not feel you are doing something, but you are. Your podcast is changing lives. You really don't need to interview me. We need to be letting you finish saying what you got to say. Yeah, oh my God. What you got to say is what the people need to hear. I greatly appreciate it. I greatly greatly appreciate it. I'm I'm literally just looking to connecting with Kenosha, like I said. And it all starts with the kids, you know. I really just want to see them prosper. You know, I wish when I was a kid, I had people like that. I I had a couple of people. I'm not going to just sit here and say I was down bad and I didn't have anything. I had a couple people. I just wish it was a little bit more, but now I'm grown. So it's my time. I have a four-year-old just turned four today. Uh, is Now it's my turn to invest and give back, you know, and push them as much as I can. And when when I was told about you, I was like, this is the perfect person for me to connect with because I just know what we can do as damage. Have you ever seen the movie Planet of the Apes? So do you remember when um he was he was in a little jail for the for the apes? And then he showed he showed them the twigs. He had one twig. He showed how it broke so easy. He put like ten more twigs with that one twig, and then you see it was harder to break. We really need to come together like that. 
one alone, we're going to be a little bit weaker. But if you bring us together, we're untouchable. Yeah, that's what I want. I think that's what made me name my organization United as one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I was going to be by myself, uh, just me. But my mission was everyone together. You know, I'm, I'm, my heart is in helping everyone. Doesn't matter. You could be a giraffe. I'm going to help you. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You could be, it, it doesn't matter. You have to love and not hate. Not everybody's going to have the same viewpoints. Not everybody's going to agree. Oh we're my not God. here to do that. That's we're crazy. We're just here to come together and accomplish these missions that we want accomplished. Those of us who agree on, okay, I'm really good with the politics part. I know, you know, I can really explain this, this, and it. That's a movement right there in itself. I'm really good at making noise on the front line. That's a movement in itself right there. I'm really good at getting resources for people who need food, yada, yada, yada. That's a movement in itself. But do you understand what it's doing, though? It's still fixing the city at one time. Regardless if it's three different groups, three different viewpoints or whatever, it's still fixing the city as a collective, as a whole. That is what my vision was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, um, I'm very thankful. it still is. Nothing changes about it. It's just right now I feel like, honestly, the only reason why I decided not to let it go after this, my children. Yeah. Because I felt if I just wear the towel because of what people say, then I'm being very contradictive of what I teach them. Yeah. And I don't ever want to be that way with them because I'm I'm one of the moms who I'm honest. I respect that so much. I'm very thankful to have you on Line for Line. It was a very great segment. We're definitely going to do a lot more talking off of camera as well, too, because I'm definitely down for your fight. We've all fight the same fight. I'm thankful to have you on Line for Line. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. You too.